And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Co-Meadows of CoMeadows.com in Auburn, Alabama, bringing us today's topic on traditional contact magic. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or rumor, as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. Miss Cat. Hi, thank you, Papa Newt, for that lovely introduction. Well, today is a beautiful day in Forestville. We have uh, had some unseasonably early rain. Very unusual for us to have rain in September, but it happened. And uh, we're all grateful for it, uh, light and delicate though it was. However, today we have scattered sunshine, and they're predicting a little bit more rain to come, perhaps. So it looks like we may be in the midst of being uh, past summer. Don't know yet. Don't really know. It's just one of those things that sometimes happen. So things here at the shop are cooking along. Um, We have been working hard on the forum. I keep on telling everybody, get on over to the Lucky Mojo forum. It's forum.luckymojo.com because we had this software upgrade that has caused a cascade of fabulosity to follow in its wake. We are making individual um, named threads in the private student group for everyone who has ever been a student, and we are now up to 2,160 people who have ever been a student. We have about 777 of them in our queue, and then after that, we're, you know, we're going to go on and finish out the 2160 number, and by then there will probably be more students. If you are or ever were a student of the Lucky Mojo Forum, go on over and log in. Find in the student um, group your thread. Check in. Say hi. If you can't log into the student group but you know you were a student, Contact Nagashiva in Facebook. He's going to put that right in the chat room. It's facebook.com slash Nagashiva Ironwood, probably, something like that. And uh, and he'll put it in the chat. Contact him and say, I, I am a student. I know I'm a student. Whether you're not, you remember your number. And say, um, but I can't get into the student group. And he'll fix it for you because he now has the power to fix this from outside and behind the scenes. It's pretty cool. We didn't used to be able to do that. And um, if you 
are a student, if you find a thread about yourself, drop by, say hi. This also goes for all AIR members who come under the sound of my voice. If you're a member of AIR or a member of Hoodoo Psychics, there is a thank you thread for you in the forum. Check it out. People are posting thank yous to you, and if you're not saying you're welcome, you're missing the boat. So all of this is happening. It has nothing to do with Lucky Mojo um, as a product manufacturer. This is just a gift that Lucky Mojo is subsidizing, sponsoring, and giving free to the community. So, again, if you're a student, go find your student thread, check it and say hi. If you can't find a student thread with your number and name on it, well, contact Nagashiva and he'll set one up for you. If you are a member of AIR or who do psychics and you do professional root work, do drop in at the thank you thread where people are thanking you and say hi to them. You'll have a badge with your face on it, an avatar of your face, and a badge giving your uh, position in the great, wonderful world of the forum. If you want to be a forum moderator, and this is going out only to my graduates, if you've graduated from my course and you want to be a moderator and earn gift certificates by posting helpful replies to people, you have to post 50 helpful replies a month and you will get um, $25 in gift certificates. And if you have a wholesale account, that's $25 wholesale, which equals $50 retail. Um, every month, like clockwork, you can claim those gift certificates and we'll send you free products for your being a moderator. And if you are embarked on the path toward a professional career, answering people in the forum and being a moderator is a very good way to get your name known. You can have a signature line under your name. It'll just say, whatever it wants to say. It would have your like HRC graduate number such and such, um, practicing root worker, something like that. We're not going to give your URL in the sig line, but we're going to give you all the shout out we can and all the support we can if you become a moderator. So that is what's been happening other than that I just mixed 24 different uh, stock oils for love together to make our carrier oil for the candle station for dressing love candles and I smell what my mother used to say, you smell like a dime store whore. <laughs> my mother had a way with words. <laughs> That's what she said. She meant, I got so many perfumes on me. I'm so perfumed up. I am radiating sexuality and love into a closed room, and I can almost not breathe. It's over fucking whelming. It's really nice, though. Mm-mm-mm. I can smell the mm, rose. I can smell the calamus. I can smell the mm, rosemary. I can smell the lavender. I can smell the wisteria. I can smell the cloves. I can smell the ginger. I got it all on me, baby. I got everything. <laughs> I am I am so loving right now. I'm just amazed. And... Um, <laughs> So let me say hi to my wonderful co-host, Contraband Ali. What's up in Southern California? <laughs> Things are great. I'm, I'm just imagining uh, you sitting in your room taking deep sniffs of all that wonderful <laughs> Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, smell good. good. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. Uh, things are great uh, on my end. Uh, I've been quite busy with, with some work. Um, I think I can say it but the love clients have definitely started coming in. So I talk about how, like, my clients move, come in in, like, seasons and trends. So the summer, I, I spent a lot doing court case work 
and like success work for parents whose kids were applying for graduate school, whose kids were applying, were going to starting off school, and they were sending their kids off. So it was all things like, how do I put in a sneaky trick in their uh, books or their uh, boxes to take with them when they go to uni? Um, and then, uh, or, or things like, you know, I'm, I've been maligned or mistreated by this whole corporation. How do I get uh, money from them or repara- reparation? So a lot of that type of work all, all summer, and it's been quite uh, productive and I think fulfilling, particularly helping people uh, with success work and definitely taking on big corporations for the little guy the big, is something I enjoy doing. Um, but this season of love has started. I've definitely big intake and most of it has been reconciliation work people asking you know to bring back lovers and and partners after a summer that they have spent apart so that's been interesting and fun I've always someday I'm going to just start tracking this on a calendar and see if there is like a noticeable pattern and if we can start predicting like oh the season of love is coming so we're going to get love signs oh we can expect a a wave of crown of success clients I'm going to start doing that for the science of of course (laughs) the the trends in clients well you know obviously here I was making all these love um, um, mixture for the cancer Mm -hmm. station the season of love has started and it does always start and it kind of comes up um, right as school starts, everyone like you said, people yep. have been apart all summer. They want love in the fall. They want someone to keep them warm in the winter. Mm-hmm. Now Very that true. brings us to something else, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, uh, we have a topic, and I'm gonna bring in our um, friend uh, Co Meadows of Co Meadows Conjure. But first, before I do that, I'm gonna say something to introduce this topic just a little bit. He's going to be talking about old-fashioned contact magic. And I just have to say, and I know you all know what I'm talking about. A client comes to me, and she wanted love. This is yesterday. She wanted love. She wanted love so bad. She wanted to get back together with a man. They you know, had a thing going on for a year. Now, two weeks ago, no, a month ago, he dropped her. Just bang, like that. But i got to tell you something. The lady wanted love. And I was already just, you know, she was picking out reconciliation spell kits and all that. And I said to her, so do you have a picture of the two of you together? No, she didn't. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, folks, the minute you think you're in love with someone, get that picture of the two of you together. Just hold up that. Just get that selfie. Just do it. Do it because Mm -hmm. you're going to want that later. She didn't have it. She didn't have Mm -hmm. a picture of the two of them together. And that kind of led down the path to what else she didn't have. Mm-hmm. And what chance of success she would have. Now, sure, you can, before photos were invented, people were doing love reconciliation spells. I'm just saying, get get what you need. Mm-hmm. She didn't have, you could just check it off, what she didn't have. And as mm-hmm. my heart dropped, as I talked to her, it just got less and less and less and less that she had until all I saw she had was a memory. And a memory is much. If you don't have a much, photo of each other, that's also a sign, right? Yeah, it is. Well, in these days, I'm talking, you know, in 1875, and maybe you didn't have a photo, but, you know, now you do. And and so uh, I just saw this thing drop away till all I saw she had was memory, and memory is not enough to do a reconciliation spell. I just wanted to throw that out. Now, let's say hi to Co Meadows. Co, you there? Yes, ma'am. How are y'all doing today? Just wonderful. It's so nice to hear you. 
Yeah, welcome to the show. I always love to have you as a guest. Tell us what's going down in, in your part of the world right now. What's what's happening in your practice in your world? Well, in my world, it is cooling off. It seems like we're going to have an earlier fall, which you were mentioning, the weather um, in California. So it seems to be that we're going to leave the change and they are falling. So that's always a good sign for us because the humidity is I'm certain a couple degrees higher than hell. Um, <laughs> so we are so, so blessed for that. Um, we here at Comedos Conjure are gearing up for the 2019 Hoodoo Queen Conjure Fet. Um, we are getting that ready. We are, um, I, I've been really, really delving into my religious responsibilities, you know, I try to let people know there's a very clear difference between, you know, your traditional folk magic and religion, because a lot of people Mm -hmm. mix it up, and I'm like, "Mm, not so nice, but I can't go Mm -hmm. around being a spiritual police officer, so I let people do what they're going to do, you know, at times, but... We're just, you know, blessed down here, happy, incredibly busy, um, just doing the most, I suppose. As as we say, we, we, we do the most here. So um, that's about it, really. So just getting everything together for next year, already gearing up for 2019. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. And you did raise an interesting point. Maybe someday we should do a show on that. I know uh, those of us who've been working at, on this radio show for a long time will remember way back in the day we did some very interesting shows on the similarities and differences between religion and folk magic, and they were wonderful shows, and I would love to revisit that topic um, you know, 14, 15 years later. I think we, we it's about time that that topic came around again. So let's put I you agree. on the calendar I, for that. It's a it's a deep topic, and it, it has many, many, um, oh, I guess you could say little fingers that reach out into everybody's lives in a different way. Well, today our topic is contact magic, and this is old-fashioned, down-home, do-it-yourself contact magic. Now, I'm going to say a couple of words before I, I let you start speaking you know, just spinning out of control because I know you got a million things to say. But I'm just going to set the ground levels for people who are new to this show, don't know what I'm talking about. Contact magic is a term that refers to magical work in which the person who does the magic brings something physical into contact with the person who the work is being done on, not necessarily who the work is being done for. So usually in contact magic, the person who is doing the work is also the person for whom it is being done. That's what we call it down-home, do-it-yourself contact magic. But there are occasions in which an intervening root worker might prepare something, but still that and that, that the client would purchase or um, uh, be taught how to use, but usually it's the person who wants it, who's going to touch the other person with it. So some people think of it as something that you can do with only stuff around the house and around the farm. That's not necessarily so. You might buy spiritual supplies to do it, but the idea is you're going to come in contact with that person who you want to affect, the subject of your spell, as it would be. Now, there are 
many forms of contact magic from all around the world. I mean, you can start with hoodoo is heavy in contact magic, but so are a number of other forms of work, including uh, Nordic folk magic. If you read the book Trolldom, there's all this stuff about putting stuff in the ladies' wine glass and all. You know what I mean? It's the same type of stuff, different stuff, but the same type of contact magic. And the reason contact magic is so popular all around the world is it bears a relationship to medicine in which a a draft or something to drink is given to someone, but Mm -hmm. it also reaches out into other forms of work. And particularly in African-American work, we'll find foot track magic, which does not appear in every culture, does appear in some, not in others. We find... um, the use of powders to be blown, we find the use onto somebody or put them on your hand and clap them on the back. We find the use of oils on the hand. We find the use of um, what I would call contact through a delay where you put the thing down, like maybe it's a powder, and then the person touches it by walking over it or opening the door that it's on the doorknob. So you didn't actually directly touch them. You laid it down and they touched it. And that's sometimes uh, not thought of as contact magic, but it is. It's just through a mm-hmm. through time. So contact magic is used for anything. It's not just used for love. It's not just used for money. It is even used for healing and health. If you are the person who prepares contact magic to someone and applies it to their body, and so um, it can be used for uncrossing. It can be used for jinx removal. It can be re- used to remove all types of spiritual problems. And it can be also used for success, to bring someone success by having contact with them or them having contact with, say, their boss. Okay? So that's what I want to say about contact matching. Now, I'm just going to sit back, turn this over to Co. I'm just going to close my eyes and listen. Go ahead, Co. Okay. So um, a really big thing that everyone knows with me, and I make it very clear, is I am – I have been brought up in this tradition, so this isn't something that I just read on yesterday or two years ago and just came up with it. But what I witnessed, and I I talked to my grandmother, who my grandmother and great aunts and uncles who are all still living, born in the 20s, okay, they all are still living, and I speak with them often, and I I ask them questions like, you know, so – What's so different from today and yesterday and, you know, those different situations? And they, the, the latest conversation was how heavy um, these online magical communities, whether it's Facebook or these Insta witches or Twitches, those, those your Twitter witches, your Twitter witches or whatever, and how everyone is really big with get a candle, put it on top of a jar and stick things in mm. it and there's your magic. Co, I've got to say amen to that, and we've been talking about that on this show for how many years, Conjurman Ali? Every, mm-hmm. uh, almost oh, yeah. every week we're saying, nothing wrong with candles, but, honey, you yeah. don't. You need to do contact magic. Right, go go ahead. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So as a, um, as a, um, a descendant of these people who truly brought this into this world, the preservation – of, of of working, of traditional working is so important. Um, people don't really understand that, yes, you can be creative. If you have natural ashe, yes, you can be creative, and you can come up with this and that and the third, but there is a system in place. There is 
a foundation that you need to go back and look into. And there are people still living and people that are very eager to pass these this wisdom and along um, so that you can learn the traditional ways to amplify the new things you may come across. So one of those things is contact magic, contact working. Um, and, and a lot of people will go, well, why do you feel so strongly about contact magic? And, again, candles are great. It's wonderful and fine. Um, but what I know is when you are doing contact magic, if you really want to see some quick results, you need to be in contact with that target, okay? That's right. If you want a lasting working, you have to be in a space where you can work it, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. So you, you can't just, you know, I mean, yes, you can light a candle, you can say your prayers, you can tap dance on it with your head spinning backwards, and that will last for a while, but to continue to get things going at, at I mean, for a very long time, you it's really great mm-hmm. to be in the presence of that target. And I want to mention this. People must get back to the older ways and traditional ways of working of keeping your friends close but your enemies closer. <laughs> you know, that's right. People have you. They're really messing up. You know, everyone's. Oh, I'm so enlightened. I do no negativity. Stay away from me. I'm elevated. The energy is high and the vibrations. And I'm like, look, lady, if you don't get off of that, you wonder why you continue to go through stuff. It's because you're staying away from the people you need to be coming in contact with. So, actually, for example. There is, um, uh, you have not so much an enemy, because I don't like using the word enemy. I think that's crazy um, that people consider themselves enemies or whatever. But um, people that you don't get along with or someone that just doesn't like you or, or who's insecure, so they want to make your life hell. Although you have no ill will towards them, then, baby, I need to repel you. Now, you say, well, Cole, how can you repel somebody but you want to be in contact with them? Well, all you got to do is be in the same space. As Ms. Cat mm-hmm. mentioned, I would love, 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 love to, be, to, to just place a beautiful five-point spot onto a bathroom mirror where we both work to reflect you and repel you. And knowing that you're going to touch that doorknob every day when you go inside of it, mm-hmm. there's just so many different ways that you can do that. Another great wonderful thing that people have to understand about contact magic is your occupation gives you so much mastery. One of the biggest and baddest workers you can find is a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I, I'm going to jump. I'm just going to jump in here. You said a mouthful there, and this is something people don't think about. Being a housekeeper puts you with people who may favor you or not but from whom getting favor will be advantageous to you and your loved ones and family. And contact magic of the delayed sort, what we're talking about is where you would put something down, like on the floor to do a floor wash, was was actually the very first spell I learned in hoodoo without doing mm-hmm. it myself. The man told me, you're not going to do it. <laughs> you're not going to do it. He said, you don't wash nobody's floors. And he was right. I didn't. <laughs> Um, but I didn't have a maid, but I just wasn't one. My mother washed the floors, and he said, you don't wash nobody's floors, but I'll tell you how to do it, and he did. And this is truth. This is really truth. The mm-hmm. housekeeper 
is in charge of contact magic. Now, in the chat room, someone, um, Reiki for Better Living, just asked, what about applying it to the laundry? Of course, that comes without saying, too. Yeah. Go on, Cole. Let's go on. And, and so a housekeeper, like you said, you have the ability to, I mean, and I just think to myself, and, and a lot of people don't really understand this, but in the in the days of slavery, mm-hmm. you wonder why the master seemingly favored one particular slave to all mm-hmm. the rest. And you wonder why those children ended up being free before anybody else. You wonder mm-hmm. why, because she's controlling that house, baby. Why? Because she's feeding him, because she's giving him his drinks, because she's mm-hmm. doing the laundry. And then all of a sudden, old Mrs. end up dying. Well, mm-hmm. what happens first? The hair falls out. Why do the hair fall out? Maybe because the mistress, if you will, was brushing her hair at least 21 times by singing something quite similar to something very African or something, a different sound, but they liked the lullaby and tune and did not know what was going on, and she ends up dying. And so now mm-hmm. she's in charge of the plantation, at actually. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right. So, so I'm going to throw a couple of books out that I want people to think about getting. <clears throat> One of them is called Hoodoo Food. And this yeah. is a, a book of recipes for feeding people. And feeding people is a form of contact magic. And um, Hoodoo Food is a $9 book. The recipes come from people who um, attended the Hoodoo Heritage Festivals, who signed up, people from all over the country, many of them uh, students some of, and customers and clients of Lucky Mojo. I don't even know all the people who are in that book. They just turned in their mm-hmm. recipes. That's how we cook to get the magic we want. That's number one. The other book, although the title is going to turn some of the guys away, this book is really about contact magic to run a household, and it's called Women's Work, and it's Mm -hmm. by Aura LaForest. And she has everything on down to crocheting and knitting with prepared yarns. I mean, this thing is totally detailed on contact magic of the delayed contact type that you were just talking about, Co. So I had to get oh, yeah. those in. Now, let's and talk about... Speaking, oh, go oh, ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, speaking of, like, prepared yarn and those type mm-hmm. things, what people don't understand, again, as a person of color who was enslaved, and you're going to have to work under the house and you're taking care of the clothes and those situations, I just may say, oh, my goodness, little so-and-so button fell off. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. I have this thread that has been fixed and dressed, and I'm going mm-hmm. to sew a particular amount of X's in his in his pocket or or at his um, waistline. Mm-hmm. And you're wondering mm-hmm. why yeah. he is so unruly. He's causing so much trouble. Well, you know what? I need for him to be a distraction tonight so that we can get away. You know, yeah. and so those kind of situations, people don't understand that this is where real magic is 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 um, prevalent. In in my opinion, yeah, um, I, well, I agree with you that. And I, I'm going to let uh, Countryman Ollie jump in. Uh, Countryman Ollie, tell us one of your favorite contact spells, just quick. You know, a little one. I will. Uh, I will. Um, but before before I actually mention my favorite context spell, what I want to say um, is that when when you're doing magic of any type, I always tell clients that successful magic, that is that magic I've done over several years, 
has certain successful magic has certain patterns. And if you can replicate those patterns, then you increase the chances of when you do a working, it being better. So we take into consideration things like timing, right? That's one way. We take into consideration things like constant pressure on a situation, the approach you take, and then the link that you have to that person. If you don't have a link to that person, it's harder to influence them, meaning if you don't have a personal concern, etc. One of the ways of overcoming the lack of a link is through contact magic. If you don't have someone's hair that you can put in a jar, you can work their foot tracks. If you don't have a person's photo, you can go to their house and lay out powders. And this is important because it ties the work that you're doing at home to that person's physical space. This goes to the heart of the kind of spiritual cosmology of hoodoo. Contact magic comes out of three concepts. That you can heal with the hands, you can curse with the feet, and you can poison with the stomach. And these are the three core kind of original forms of contact magic in hoodoo that have then evolved into a variety of ways. The laying of hands, uh, putting down powder so that it drives someone away, and uh, influencing them through food by either poisoning, live animal, living things, etc. It is expanded beyond that so that we can use all three of those for a variety of different things. I'll give you one of my favorite stories. When I was a, a younger worker, um, I say that as if I'm ancient, but I'm not. When I was a younger worker in my early early uh, 20s or late teens, actually, um, I took on a case in which someone asked me to help with a neighborhood issue. The neighborhood had been turned into uh, a, a um, basically a drug site. Neighbors had moved in into a couple of different houses. A gang had moved in, and they bought three houses on this block. And they had basically turned it into like a small drug ring. But because they were territorial and quite powerful, no one could do anything about it. So this client had hired me to assist with this matter. And what I did is, I kid you not, I made a hot foot powder, and I had a giant-ass bucket I'm talking a big old bucket that I took at three in the morning and just hot footed the entire street, just everywhere that could possibly get in. It's it's something uh, slightly ridiculous, just me flinging hot foot powder mixed with dirt everywhere. But let me tell you, within a month, they had either moved out or the cops had raided them. So two mm-hmm. of the houses got raided, and the other one, because the two had raided, just dropped everything and disappeared. That's the power of contact magic. You infect their very space, their very spirit, with that power. It works directly on them in a way, and I love <clears throat> candle magic, but in a way that candle magic doesn't. Candle magic is a little bit more subtle. Contact magic will get you that stuff fast. All right, cool. Tell me about yes, <clears throat> tell me about the difference. I mean, we've been talking now about some delayed contact magic. Tell me about the difference. How would you, um, just generally speaking, tell us some of your favorite ways to get something on a person, whether it's um, you know an oil, a powder, an ointment. How are some of the ways that you like to get them on a person? Some of the easiest ways to me um, definitely is with dust and powders. Definitely mm-hmm. having them on the hands. Um, I did a mm-hmm. class at um, a shop in Albany, <clears throat> Georgia, not too long ago, and I told them, for example, say that you have a friend who's in a um, who's in a in an abusive <clears throat> relationship, and she 
doesn't really believe in any kind of spirituality. She's just completely oblivious to everything. And so you're really fearful for her life. Then what you need to do is go ahead and get some protection oils or powders, put them on her hand, put them on your hands. When you go around her, you're going to make sure you hug her a certain number of times. And she's going to say, you may, oh, girl, I love your hair. Your hair sure is pretty. Or you may get a chance to touch her face. But you have this protection now on you that you're not putting on her. So now she walks and leaves with protection upon her. Mm-hmm. I think that's very, very easy and simple. But this is another um, way that I know that we work that I don't think mm-hmm. many other people work in my in my family but or other people work in their magic. But we love to influence people through the contact of incense. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, oh, yes. So, they, mm-hmm. for example, we have someone that's coming into the space who's always negative or the high strong. Then we're going to burn a certain mix of incense, and they're going to come in contact with that when they're coming indoors and they're inhaling. Oh, yeah. And their entire attitude is going to change. Now, let me go ahead and make this very clear. Doing that is what we consider root work. In Mm -hmm. Voodoo, where I'm from, this is when you know the roots and the herbs and the plants that can help you on a medicinal level versus a magical spiritual level. This isn't what you would call conjure, but hoodoo. I know the right herbs that I need in order to calm your ass down. So I'm going to burn these things. I know if you inhale them long enough, you're going to calm down. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, and so that to me is another really great way. In the exact same way you can do that, you tell um, um, a, a woman who wants to get her abusive husband away or whatever situation, you can take a certain amount of herbs that are very hot, very spicy, and you begin to burn them. Mm-hmm. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden that smoke is choking mm-hmm. your enemy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so and so it gives them the ability They have to get out of there They got to go And that just may be the night that saves your life From getting, you know, abused again So I love those ways of working Of course, I mean, throwing dirts and powders down I mean, that's so, you know you That's that's a go-to for, for most yeah. people and, and of course, it became very, very popular Once the skeleton key came out, and then everybody was red brick dust, red brick dust, red brick dust, red brick dust. I don't mm-hmm. think there's no more red freaks in America, to be honest. So, <laughs> you know, I, can I jump in on that? When I was a child, the only people I knew who recommended red brick dust were in three cities, because people on a farm don't have red brick dust. Mm-hmm. It was in Philadelphia. It was in St. Louis, especially in St. Louis. East Saint, I mean, it's all red bricks up there, and uh, to a certain extent in New Orleans. But more in St. Louis and Philadelphia, where I hear about red brick dust, never heard about it much in New York, even though they do have red bricks. Never heard about it in Jackson, Mississippi. You know what I mean. They didn't have, you know, it just wasn't yeah, a big thing. But, but, that, but that movie, The Skeleton Key, what you don't know, hun, was I was involved in being a consultant on that. And one of the reasons I... Um, I, I was consulted because they didn't know what they were doing as far as yeah. the spells, and we went over it and over it. And I said, "Well, all right, you know, you're, you you got a you got an issue there." But they they went into that red brick dust just a little bit. Should they did, but it became very popular. I want to 
put out something here now that's been going floating back here in the chat log. Um, Contraband only mentioned when you suffumigate a, a space before a person enters, when you put up incense of whatever kind, uh, that is contact magic. And then he said, then blow the incense ash after them when they leave. That just means oh, literally yeah. taking it up and just poof it out the door as they go. Now, and Contraband Ali, I'm sorry, I don't want to forget this. But also what we do is take the ash and put it on our hands and also use it. So mm. if they ever come back, whatever the situation may be, we use that ash mm-hmm. as another mm-hmm. form of powder or dust mm-hmm. upon them. Right. Yeah. You can recomp. That's what I call recompounding ash. I do that all the time. Um, yeah. Because you you once it's been used, you can use it. Um, blowing the ash after people is somewhat m- related to sprinkling salt after them, and some people mm-hmm. will mix the ash with salt to do that. Now, I'm going to say something else. We've been talking about personal situation, but um, I'm going to say that one of the first things I learned to do, and I do it, is to use incense for business and for gambling. I was first mm-hmm. taught this by a man. Now, I have to explain, in California, there were this these kind of these um, uh, poker parlors that were like semi-legal if they were out of town and they only played this one kind of poker that was called, I'm going to forget what it was called. Anyway, it was low stakes poker and you could do it in these certain towns where whatever. And I was told you want to set the incense up and have that incense burning one hour before you open up for people to come in to gamble. And it also, you can use it in a bingo hall. And, um, and no Shiva, it was not seven card stud. It had another name like low ball poker, but I don't think it was low ball. It was something like that. Um, anyway, whatever it was, low low card draw. Some, I don't know. It had some funny name. It was legal in Petaluma. That's you know. What I mean, you had to drive to Petaluma to do it, play it. But in any case, um, the the people who did those things would set up, and I found out also that business owners would do the same thing. If you had a shop, you open up in the morning, just set a little charcoal tablet and some incense, carry it around the room, suffumigate it, and call in good customers. They're going to come in and get in contact with that. Oh my gosh, there's our music. Well, we're we're out of time. Now, Co is going to come back with a an actual good spell for contact magic at the end of the show, so stay tuned. But now we're going to switch gears real fast and we're going to be doing some um uh, readings for people and some root work. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rupert Tower with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Co Meadows, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination, and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through blog. Talk radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop and mute, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is a first-time caller. Uh, They are calling in from area code 718 in Queens, New York. Uh, This is Shalini. Uh, Did I say your name right, hon? Yes, you did. 
wonderful. Welcome to the show, and thank you for entrusting us with your situation. Um, now, I see you have not had any readings with Contraband Ali or Miss Cat, but for this particular situation, you did have a reading or work done with Sister Jacqueline about two weeks ago? A reading, yes. About, uh, so it's going to be about three weeks ago. And um, just oh, for okay. correction, I did speak with Miss Cat last uh, Friday, but it was briefly. Okay, oh, certainly. Okay. Thank you. And she writes, I was seeing a guy for the past eight months, and out of nowhere, he texted me some mean things and cut all communications with me. I tried reaching out to him, but he ha- has since blocked my number. I would like to know why the sudden change, and did he ever contact me again? Turn back to you, Ms. Kat. Oh, hi, Shalini. I do remember your name. It's an hi. unusual name. Hi. Nice to talk to you. Um, well, what I'm going to do is, um, for the purposes of this uh, call, I'm going to do the first little few questions before I do the actual reading. Um, one thing I always ask people is, oh, what is your sign of the zodiac? I'm Scorpion. Scorpion. Okay, so now Scorpions are very fixed sign. They are people who are dedicated to love, and um, they can keep secrets well, and they do not like to be crossed. I'll tell you that. They have a stingery in there, right? Okay. Now, but they're also great lovers. Uh, The person, uh, the guy, Uh what sign is the guy? Pisces. A what? Pisces. Pisces. Okay, that's a water sign, just like you. Lovely little water sign, very emotional. However, it's a mutable water sign. Two fishes going in two different directions. Okay? Um, Uh Scorpio and Pisces can make a nice set. No question about that. But if they have a problem, it's because the Scorpio is more fundamentally solid in their beliefs, and the Pisces is a bit, um, uh, runs in and out with the tide, as we say. All right. Uh Now, Having said that, I'm going to. You got really two questions here. Why the sudden change, and would he ever contact me again? So I'm just going to put those two together and just see why the sudden change, would he ever contact me again? Well, card number one is not a great card, and it's a card called the Two of Pentacles. And this is a card of someone juggling uh, two coins, or you could say golden balls. Down by the sea. Mm -hmm. Well, the sea is definitely going to rule both of you folks, uh, the ocean and the the water. But this guy has a a hat on his head that I'm just going to say it right out. It looks like a big inflated condom. And we call him Mr. Dickhead. No, he looks like a big dick on his head. It was supposed to be sort of clownish when these cards were invented. It's a little unusual. So we say Mr. Dickhead. Is a little out of balance. He can't balance his his two coins. He has two ships behind him, a little one and a big one. They're on the waves, little waves and big waves. And he's kind of tap dancing but falling over. There was some other woman or some other person or some maybe a job. I'm, I can give him the benefit of that. Oh, his job made demands on him. But there was something else distracting the man. And there's okay. two things going on here. It's not just you. I don't think you did a damn thing to set him off. There's something... You know, and like the Pisces, he's kind of split. There is another aspect to this card, which I don't want to get into unless we have some basis for a belief of it. But this card can also mean um, bipolar disorder or um, 
what we used to call manic depression, high and happy one day, low and depressed the next. So he may okay. also have some sort of mental imbalance, although the card doesn't always indicate that. But it can mm-hmm. indicate that he's got um, something going on that is not quite right in his head. And that's not mm-hmm. to say uh, you are um, at fault or not at fault. It just says to me that this problem is his problem and it wasn't something you did. Now, the next card is a card that is kind of a weird one because I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm, I want to give you a happy ending here and I'm not going to be able to <laughs> with this card is the Six of Swords. And this is a card of a man rowing a woman and child in a little flat bottom ferry boat across a river and their swords. Uh, 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 all of these six swords stabbed into the boat, but not into the woman or child. The water is all turbulent, another water uh, image here, uh, where they are, and he's rowing her away. He pushed you away. He's rowing you away, but why? I think he knows there's something wrong, and I think he thinks if he just gets you away, you'll be able to step out of that boat, and you'll be better. You'll You'll be much better without this man. He may have some sense of his own instability, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's going to jump off the boat with you. I think he's going to say, get, you know, get out of my boat because my boat is messed up. And the swords, the six swords represent sorrow, sadness. He's got a lot of trouble in his life and trouble in his mind. And I don't think that, um, I mean, you you know, of course it hurts to be dumped because you know, that's what he did. He dumped you. But it it says to me he wants to push you away now the next card is a weird one because this is where I said I don't want to give you a happy ending, but I don't, and I don't see a happy ending because mm-hmm. what I see next is that if he does come back, you must just you must just leave him be because he's not okay. really right for you. He's not the mm-hmm. right person, and I know it hurts, and I, I've been dumped myself, and sometimes I thought, well, I was the most desirable chick in the world, at least the most desirable chick on the <laughs> West Coast. Why would someone um, leave me behind and, and not uh, you know, not think I'm the most wonderful? I mean, I gave him my love, and I'm so special. Well, it's true, uh, but on the other hand, and just to say there's something wrong with him, well, there is something wrong with him. That's all I'm going to get to. But the third card kind of tells it all. The third card is called the Nine of Swords. And this is why I said I don't want you to feel sad, but you may feel sad. This is a woman who wakes up after a nightmare, a bad dream, and she's been stabbed through the heart in her dream. There's a a carving of that on the side of her bed, someone stabbing someone else through the heart in in a fencing match. And she wakes up and she's like, I'm I'm crying. I, I, I feel sad. I've been let down. I've been hurt. And we just tell her, open your eyes, lady. Wake up. She has a beautiful quilt, uh, a friendship quilt of squared patches, um, yellow patches with red roses. That means you have a lot of love left to give and a lot of love left to receive. And then every other square is pale blue with all the signs of the zodiac embroidered on it and all the planets. There are many, many more people out there for you. So... I don't think this person is is quite right, and I, I'm going to say it. I don't think it's something you did, and right. it's something that there may have been another person involved. They may have had someone in the background because that first card, they're weighing their options. Is what it is. They're weighing. Should I go with this one or that one? This one or that one? Mm-hmm. And um, it, better for you not to have to be the subject of such a choice. That's how I see it. So. Um, 
let me turn this over to Cole. Okay, so I'm using the Essence of the Queen Oracle. This is a um, uh, Oracle set that we have created with my company, and um, it's very straightforward. It does have a couple of different meanings and so forth and so on, but as Miss um, Cat was reading, I began to shuffle the cards, and I just, you know, laid them out, just did a very easy spread across mm-hmm. the table. And the first card to flip over was the card of the apple. The card of the apple in this set means that it, it talks about the purpose and it talks about what is supposed to happen. Your separation was supposed to happen. So the last card Ms. Cat has coincides with this card, which means y'all weren't meant to be. Now, that was the very first card that came out. Then I said, but you know what, let me just see what else comes up. And so I went through and laid out a spread here, and the first card, that, the, the next card that comes up is a card of the king's crown in reverse, the king's crown in reverse. This is, this is an individual that has some other responsibilities that he did not take care of, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. The next card you get is the card of the storm. The card of the storm says trouble only follows him. So even if it's not you and you with someone else, it's going to be trouble and it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. As and and as Miss Cat sort of mentioned, mm-hmm. if he comes back, if he gives you any kind of attention, um, other than what's been going on now, you cannot get into this. And the reason why I know this is because you get the card of the net. The card of the net says that this is mm-hmm. something that you're wasting your energy and efforts in, if you so mm-hmm. give it. Is literally trying to pour water, trying to co- collect water into a net. Um, and then I, I said, well, let me just throw out a couple of more. I was like, Miss Cat, maybe we can get something out of this. And I get the card of the Queen's Mercy in reverse that talks about suffering. Um, and then the last card I get is the card of the Kyrie Shells that says unfavorable. So there may be a very small possibility that he responds to you. And I'm going to be very honest with you right now, my love. There's a man that's coming through on the other side of someone who's transitioned. He mentions the number three. So be expecting him to contact you in three days, three weeks, or maybe even three months. But at this point, you really need to begin healing. This man says that this is something that you dealt with before, and it's a repeated cycle, and you need to begin self-healing to in this this cycle, if that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, uh, you know, it's so uh, so hard sometimes because we always want to please. You know, we we want to be being a reader is like on one hand you want to be like a waitress and always bring the right food at the right temperature at the right time, <laughs> but on the <laughs> other hand, being a reader is being like a doctor. Sometimes there's bad news and you have to have a good bedside manner. And give that bad news and let it settle for a moment. So, having let it settle for a moment, let's see if we can have Conjurman Ali give you some root work to move you past this. Yeah, I think you've gotten some some great reading this year. Uh, I should note that uh, Scorpios and Pisces can be really good mixes, but they can also bring out each other's dark side. Um, for example, I, I note that in a lot of Pisces and, and Scorpio relationships, uh, addiction can be a real problem. The double water sign there 
can do that, but also like the kind of dark emotions, so the idea of him randomly kind of texting you really cruel things and then cutting off contact, that speaks mm-hmm. to that. Uh, so be aware uh, of that. And I think that's partly why we're seeing, in like for example, Miss Cat's reading the idea that this guy isn't emotionally all, you know, right for you. Um, that there's some problems there, whether it's manic depression or something else. Uh, and same thing with, with Code Meadows reading. So my working is to help you kind of heal from that, to, to cleanse away the hurt, to break the cycle, and to bring someone who is ideal to you. Now, if it just so happens that the perfect person is this guy, which I don't believe it is, um, then he'll come back. But if it's not, okay. and someone new comes in, then you need to open your heart to that new person, okay? So what I recommend okay. is getting rose petals, rue, and violet leaves. Brew this into a tea. Then pour yourself a bath. Draw yourself a nice warm bath that you uh, can soak into. Pour the tea into that bath. Add uh, a little bit of milk so you get a nice milky uh, uh, texture there. And add mm-hmm. in... Uh, a little bit of honey. The honey is going to naturally going to sink to the bottom. You don't want that sticking to your feet or your bum as you uh, lay down there. So put your hand in and swirl it around. Add a couple drops of Love Me oil. And then let yourself soak in this. This is uh, my kind of go-to bath for love uncrossing and healing. I've given it out on the radio show several times. It's a kind of uh, spin on Cleopatra's uh, famous bath. It's great for the skin and wonderfully healing. Do this for three days. Every day after the bath, let yourself air dry. As you are air drying, what I want you to do is to write a list of the qualities you are looking for in your partner. And this can be a uh, you know a straight up like uh, he needs to be making this amount of money, or it can be uh, he needs to be kind, as specific as you'd like to be. Make that uh-huh. list on the first day. The second day, when you are air drying, you are going to go back to the list and you are going to rework it, revise it, and shorten it. Are there things that are kind of repetitive, like, oh, he needs to be wealthy, he needs to have a good car? Well, that's kind of the same thing, right? So try to condense the list to the best of your abilities and try to rework it so that it is more meaningful rather than saying he needs to make six figures, he needs to be financially stable and will able to support me, right? So okay. you rework the list. You do it again for the third day after you've done your bath. You take your bath. Let yourself air dry as you make this list. On the third day, you will now come to your ideal list. You've condensed it to the essence of the person that you want and who will come to you. Take that list, fold it up, place it in a sensor or a thermal or some type of heat-proof dish. You're going to get some come-to-me incense. Mix a little bit of dried rose petal into this, and you are going to place it on top of this folded piece of paper. Make a little triangle out of it, and you are mm-hmm. going to light the incense as you call out to this person. You will pray the entire time that the incense is burning down. You will repeat this for four days so that you have a total of seven days you're working. Three days bath, four days drawing with the incense. You're going to keep adding 
incense on top of the ash, lighting it, and praying as the incense is going up. This is your burnt offering to God, calling your lover to you wherever they are. On the final day, take your match and make sure that the paper burns to ash with the incense. Mix it all together. Take the ash to a crossroads near your house. Place a bit of the incense on your hand and blow it mm-hmm. to the four directions of the crossroads. And every single time you blow it, you will call out, Oh, my ideal lover, wherever you are, come to me and come to me swiftly. You will take a okay. little bit of that incense that's left, go back to your house, stand in your doorway, and you will blow the ash from your hand out your doorway, calling your lover to you where they are. The rest of the incense, there should only be a little bit left, you will place underneath your mattress, between the mattress and the box spring. So this person will come from wherever they are in the world to your doorstep and from your doorstep to your bed. This is my recommendation for you. It's a simple spell of calling the person to you using incense or using bathing to clean and heal. Uh, let's see if Co Meadows and Miscat have anything further to add or any adjustments. I think the mixing of incense here and water are elementally a good approach for what you're going through and will really kind of tap into that kind of Scorpio power. All right? Okay, thank wow. you so much. Yeah, now I missed something about that incense as I was typing. Did you have a named form of incense or just the rose petals? Uh, come to me incense. Come, come to me incense. To me incense. With a oh, my gosh. Thank you. Petals. Okay. All right. Thank you. So <laughs> rose petals, any color? Or? Do we usually red use red or pink? Um, yeah. It's good you to have some dried. You can just order rose petals from Lucky Mojo, and they'll have the dried rose petals for okay. you. Yeah. If, if you're going to dry your own, don't dry white ones. They just turn a kind of yucky tan. Yeah. Uh, you want the, yeah. the want the very dark pink or the red ones if you dry your own. How about you, Cody? Do you have anything to add to this? Um, the only thing that I would like to add is whomever this male is that has transitioned on the other side, he tells me to tell you that you have to stop believing in the potential of these men, and you need to recognize them for who they are. Okay, so with that being said, what I would like to add is you taking some eye bright and a bowl of water, and you go out during a full moon, and you put your hands in the water, and then you go over your eyes, and you do this seven times, and you ask to see things clearly and with clarity. So next time you do run into the next individual, if they come through with the same tricks and shenanigans, you can see them clearly from the jump and not get involved and and get hurt. That's a beautiful one. That is great. Eye bright is an interesting herb because it is used medically to help your eyes, but it's also used spiritually to open your inner eyesight. A wonderfully powerful herb, and I I think that's a, a lovely way to work. You know, this kind of work, Shalini, is um, we're kind of throwing it back in your lap. So after you've done this, let us know how things are going. Uh, come back to us and, you know, give it a three months or so. Come back and be on the show again and, and let us know how things are going with the next love affair. All right? Good luck to you, baby. All right. Here comes our music, and our music means we're going to turn this over for another announcement, and after the other announcement, we're going to go to our second client. 
support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online uh, prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and uh, take our next client. And our next client is calling in from area code 434 in Massachusetts. This is Lefty. Lefty, are you there? Uh, Yep. Hi, welcome to the show. I see you. this is your first time calling in, so thank you for entrusting us with your situation this evening. And looking at your information here, I see you have not had a reading with Ms. Kat Tarchman-Ali or have gone to any other readers and root workers on this particular uh, situation besides the astrologers you'll be mentioning in your uh, description. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. And let you write. I am one year into my Saturn return, and it has been quite the year. I am doing a lot to work through this, therapy, routine cleansing, work, consultations with my astrologer, etc. Even so, I feel that I continue to struggle off and on with debt, difficult, uh, difficult relationships, and the same reoccurring problems. I'm wondering if there is something else going on, an internal, uh, familial, or individual curse, harassing, or hex. Turn it back to you, Ms. Kat. All right. I think that word was intergenerational curse. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what I'm going to ask uh, Lefty, just a couple of questions. And by the way, welcome, Lefty. I recognize your name, Left Hand of Virginia, and you just signed up for the Lucky Mojo Forum, and I just said, you know, I was looking at your post today. <laughs> so... Awesome. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what sign of the Zodiac are you, Lefty? Hello? Hello? Have we lost mm-hmm. Lefty? We may have lost Lefty. All right. Lefty's sign of the Zodiac remains unknown. Am I still being heard? Yes, you are. <laughs> okay, great. Well, it's, it's just scary as hell to talk into dead silence. All right. We don't know what Lefty's... Um, the lefty sign of the zodiac is, um, but lefty has dropped off the line. Okay. Well, then I'm just going to turn this over to Ollie for a reading, and we're just going to have to go on based on what we got here. Saturn return, and the question is, um, although there's therapy, cleansing work, and consultation mm-hmm. for the astrologer, what we want to know is, is there a deeper underlying intergenerational familial or individual curse? Oh, here comes lefty okay. again. Hey, lefty, you there? Yeah, sorry about that. Okay. And what sign of the zodiac are you, Lefty? Um, I'm a Libra with Leo rising and a Gemini moon. Okay, okay. great. Now Ollie has some good information. Okay. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. Uh, thanks, Kat. Well, uh, especially uh, as left-handed Virginian, it just so happens I am from Virginia, and I am a shameless lefty myself, by which I mean politically not left-handed. Um, so I am I'm very happy to do this reading for you. I have pulled three cards here, and the cards uh, speak quite clearly of, of what's going on. Saturn returns are not easy in general. Uh, they throw people off balance, but you, having Libra and Gemini quite prominently in your chart, um, Saturn will affect you a little bit more uh, than most. While Geminis have an ability to kind of ride the wave when they need to, 
Uh, Libras require harmony. And one of the things that we noticed, or at least that I, I would say as an astrologer, and perhaps Miss Cat can verify this for me, is that when one thing goes wrong in a Libra's life, they can be thrown off kilter. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's a, a big thing for Libras. Is like when one, and we've seen this all the time, like if work suddenly doesn't look right, that means the house also doesn't look right. That means relationships don't also look right. It kind of has a cascading effect because they do try to create some type of harmony in their lives. Now, I have these three cards, and they speak to that very clearly. The very first card is the Two of Pentacles, which is, interestingly enough, the same card that Miss Cat pulled in the last reading, which she called uh, the dickhead, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> this is uh, a guy who is balancing on one foot and has uh, two coins that are juggling. The two coins are joined together and connected. Now, the, this is important here, that the two coins are connected. This is what I was talking about, that when one thing happens, it affects something else. When one thing goes down, the other goes up, so the two are joined together. Your Saturn return isn't just about a kind of astrological weather. It's astrological weather that has a cascading effect in your life, meaning that you will affect multiple parts of your life. And that juggling act of trying to balance all of that and find some form of harmony is not going to be easy. So be aware of that, that yeah, the Saturn effect is hitting you harder than it is maybe other people. But that there is a reason for this, that there is a wisdom to this. And we see this in the Ace of Cups. The Ace of Cups is a golden goblet in which water uh, or the Holy Spirit is descending and water is streaming out. This is telling us that there is wisdom to be found here, that the lessons that you will take away from your Saturn return will help you later in your life. It will help you so that you develop the fortitude that when something goes wrong, it doesn't throw your entire life off kilter. It also tells us that you need to be doing a certain type of working. You said that you're doing cleansing work, and that's great, but not cleansing isn't always necessary for Saturn return. Saturn return is a weather phenomenon, if you will, an astrological weather phenomenon, not a matter of something being stuck to you or, or you being crossed or some type of curse. That's when we usually do cleansing work. Instead, what you should be doing is prayer work, work that will bring in spiritual harmony. I would offer that you could do some type of uh, incense offerings to Saturn, doing certain type of works prayers to spirits that will help balance working with ancestors could be very useful here developing a connection to the spirit world which will help to balance out and mitigate some of the spiritual weather so doing that type of work is going to be important spirit work working with your ancestors working with spiritual allies working with the planets themselves are going to be important and help to balance things out and you can complement that with the cleansing base of cups is after all a water card and finally we have here the nine of wands you will get through this just as the man in this card has gone through this. This is a person who's a little bit beaten and worn, or, you know, worn down a bit. They are leaning on a staff and have a bandage, but they have broken through the wall of staffs behind them, meaning that it is going to be difficult, and it will cost a little bit emotionally, and it will strain you, and it will drain you, but at the end, you will come out of this victorious. And at that moment, you will realize, you'll be able to kind of look back, take a moment, and reflect that you have gained something from this situation. It's what cliche to say that all things are meant to be and that you should learn your lessons from it. But here, this is much more practical. It's about developing the strategies of balance and harmony. Take this Saturn return, not just as a kind of 
vague cosmic lesson, but instead as an ability to develop the strategy of balance, develop the strategies and techniques of dealing with situations like this, because you will have similar things happen in your life where one thing will go wrong and it will start to cascade and affect everything else. This is what my reading recommends. It says that, look, you may be worried about cross conditions. You may be worried about curses, but what we're seeing here is a weather issue. You can see it through, learn to ride the wave, learn to balance it, develop the strategies, and you will be victorious. Spirit work and working with the planet is going to be your best friend. That's my reading. I'm going to turn this over to Cole Meadows. We'll do your next reading. And then we're going to have Miss Cat come in and do your root work uh, advice. And she happens to be uh, quite a brilliant astrologer herself. So maybe she can incorporate some of that in her recommendations. Okay. So um, this is Cole Meadows. And I am, again, using the essence of the Queen Oracle. Um, something that I've learned, and this is coming to you from a hoodoo standpoint of view. In hoodoo, astrological situations aren't heavy in our community and culture. But they mm-hmm. do, when it comes to the planet, they carry so many large influences, and I cannot deny that. Me, myself, who's recently come out of the Saturn return, um, I would just love to encourage you to Exactly like Conjurman Ali says, learn through this. What my grandmother told me was this, trees that win end with the wind, okay? Mm-hmm. And whenever you're mm-hmm. dealing with something like a, an astrological um, issue, there's nothing you can do besides learn. Um, but I, I pull your cards here, and the first card you get is the card of the wasp. The card of the wasp, speaks very highly to pain and everlasting pain. So what this tells me is you can definitely have a lot of issues and trouble through this entire event, but the next card you get is the card of the um, three flowers. The three flowers says two is company, three is a crowd. This clearly says that there is something in between you and your peace during this particular space in your life. This is I'm going to tell you how you get your peace. You get your peace through understanding that this is a part of the journey, not an obstacle, but a part of mm. growing in your journey. But the mm. what what comes up next is the card of the broken cross, the broken crucifix, which speaks highly to your doubts, your insecurities, your personal worries, your anxieties, and that's the pain that you carry. You are causing your own setbacks. It's not anybody else. It's no magical issues. No one's throwing for you at all. But due to your worries, due to your doubts, due to you knowing you're inside and return, you're feeding that more than what you should. If you can remove those insecurities, doubts, and worries, and anxiety, my love. The last card you get is a card of scales and balance and reverse. If you can remove those things, you will get your peace. You will get your understanding. And it's so much easier to go with the flow than fight against the tide, okay? Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's what I see for you, my love. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, 
like like it always happens in the world, there are different opinions, and I'm going to just throw out one little opinion here. I I know it's a it's an interesting idea to say that um, hoodoo doesn't carry much weight of astrology in it, but I can tell you it there are people who are born in this tradition, raised in this tradition, lived and died in this tradition who were astrologers, and um, I'm I've been working on a book about this because I I don't want people to think that um, astrology is something that hippies do and that black people don't do because that ain't the case, but there are some differences, and one of the things that Saturn return I think we all kind of know what that is. One of the major differences between astrology and hoodoo, and um, and the more uh, Western European view of astrology is that um, in hoodoo, we're more likely to look at the things that are visible, like the moon. And um, mm-hmm. where is Venus? At the morning sun? Is it the morning star or the evening star? Those things are the visible things, and that creates a different um, form of astrology, what I call farmer's astrology. So I just had to throw that mm-hmm. in. Now, having said that, because we are dealing with your Saturn return, and that is a great weight, um, oh, and we also go a lot by the sign of the moon. Uh, all, all the, the the Northern European idea is always to go by the phase of the moon, which we do too. But in Hoodoo, mm-hmm. uh, many big people just get out an al- almanac and they go by the sign of the moon. And the moon has signs that correspond to different parts of the body, uh, starting with Aries at the head down on to Pisces at the feet. And you can work on different aspects of your life based on what sign the moon is. And you look up in a, in a farmer's almanac. Just had to say that. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to Saturn, though. Um, Saturn has certain um, ideas associated with, of course, the metal lead, you know. And um, and also mm-hmm. there are certain stones associated with Saturn, like lapis. And all of the black stones, and that includes black um, onyx and obsidian and jet. And any stone that is black um, can be used, um, black tourmalines and other any black stone can be used to represent Saturn. So because you said you were interested in astrology, I wouldn't have given you this work just off the, you know, because I always do things like that. But you mentioned you had an astrologer and that you're working with astrology. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to, to um, give you an idea to do, to create something that's going to be useful to you. And it's going to just be a little mojo bag. And because I know that somebody's going to say to me, but Miss Cat. Black people never had stones in their mojo bags. Well, they did, and um, I can show you ads. In fact, if you get my book, The Art of Making Mojos, you'll see an ad for one that has a tiger's eye and moonstone and so forth, and it was sold in the 1920s or 30s. So these things do happen. They are not common, but I just want to get you to think this way because you mentioned your interest in astrology. If you had never said astrology, I would have been doing this all mm-hmm. with roots. Okay, but I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna try to put some stones in your in your in your uh, bag here. So I'd like you to get three black stones. They can just be three black river rocks that you get from Michael's Crafts out of one of those little net bags of river rocks that are polished to put in your aquarium. <laughs> I don't care what kind of black stones they are. There's going to be three black stones. I want you to put them in a triangle. And I want you to make that triangle a downward-pointing triangle. So that means the point facing toward you. And I want you to connect the lines of the triangle, either by just drawing a triangle on paper. But if you have a little bit of... Um, uh, oh, you know, some Saturn powder. You can uh, sachet powder or Saturn incense. You can just draw the lines of that triangle, and you put one stone at each corner, downward, pointing toward you. Okay, and I want mm-hmm. you to start on day one. Burn a little black candle in a candle holder, and I want you to dress that with 
Saturn oil. And this is the, the um, acknowledgement that times are tough. This is the acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Things are in a downward movement. You have three black stones. You have that um, black, little black candle. And I'm not talking about a vigil light. I'm talking about a little four-inch candle. Something will burn nice mm-hmm. and we'll dress it with Saturn oil. You can, if you want to, under that candle stand, put a list of all the things troubling with you, you know, whatever they may be. Mm-hmm. I have no idea to speak for you what's troubling you, but I'm just going to say maybe okay. lack of finances, lack of friends. These are all the lacks you have. Or maybe some things you have that uh-huh. you don't want. Oh, gee, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just gaining weight. Or, oh, oh, gee, you know, my foot hurts. Whatever it is, that's your that's the things you mm-hmm. don't like. You're going to burn all that. And when that candle is almost done, you're going to take that paper out and just um, burn that paper up. Now, the next day... I want you to do the good part of Saturn because Saturn has a lot of good aspects. And I want to take you, you to take three stones that are um, associated with Saturn that are um, more um, positive, okay? Mm-hmm. So these could be a sapphire. Well, good luck finding yourself a beautiful blue sapphire. That's expensive, <laughs> so we're just going to not go there. But a nice piece of tumbled lapis would work. Um, okay. Another one is because onyx, black onyx, you could use that gray stripy onyx or white onyx. Mm-hmm. Um, you could use any kind of white stone um, and, you know, something that's uh, a little more uplifting because Saturn has a lot of good qualities too, patience and endurance mm-hmm. being some of them. So now we've got these three, either three lapises or lapis and onyx or whatever it's going to be, that's up, upward pointing triangle. Now leave those other ones there. Now you're making a six-pointed star, you understand. And again, you're going to draw... Yep. Uh, uh, that triangle, and you're going to burn in that a white or gray candle if you can find a gray one. Um, if you find a silver candle, you know, one of them comes covered with that silver metallic, that's good too. Mm-hmm. In any case, a white candle will work. And you're going to, to write on your paper a list of all the good things that Saturn is useful for. Endurance, staying the course, patience, agriculture, the faith to plant and to stay until the harvest. The things that Saturn has, a good old age, strong bones. In fact, if you wanted to, you could use a bone for one of those upward-pointing ones, too. Mm-hmm. Any bone of any animal mm-hmm. would be useful sure. for Saturn. Now you're going to burn that little paper, too. Now you take any ashes, anything left over, and you're going to put this with those these six stones or five stones and a bone or however you made this thing, and you're going to dress each one of them with Saturn oil, and you say, I accept the good and I accept the bad of Saturn, and this bag is to be carried only till your Saturn return is over. This is not a permanent mm-hmm. bag for the rest of your life. You just carry that bag sure. with those with those things and say this is this is what I carry with me during this Saturn return. Okay? When the Saturn mm-hmm. return is finished, when it's all done, I want you just to take and um take those six stones and you can Lay them out in the ground in nature in any pattern. You can recreate mm-hmm. that little pattern if you want, and just put them out there and say, "Now bring these back to nature. Let them lay there. I'm done." And mm-hmm. if you do it right, if you're a good worker, you'd sit in the center and you'd lay them out around you where the candle was. Now it's you, mm-hmm. and you jump out yep. of it. You know what I'm saying? Just jump. I'm out of it. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I'm done with my Saturn return. I think you'll find that you'll leave behind you all the depression, the downtime, the 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 loss, the sense of heaviness. Mm-hmm. But you gotta you gotta acknowledge the Saturn return while you're in it. So that is an astrological, mm-hmm. folk magical uh, kind of way out of it. And as I said, I usually give a straight up, oh you know more root worky type of work. But you are a person who is interested in astrology, so I gave you that. Okay. Oh, I talked too long. The 
music's on. Damn. Well, Cole is going to be back and give a free spell, and Ollie's just going to have to suck it up. <laughs> We're going to go to our um, fabulous uh, uh, network schedule announcement. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Co Meadows of comeadows.com in, in Auburn, Alabama. Take it away, Co Meadows. All right, so what we're going to focus on is controlling someone with their own will. Um, this is a very sneaky way of working and doing contact magic that I absolutely, um, how I do enjoy working myself personally. Um, so what you're going to need to do, number one, is take 13 strands of hair from your head. You will then take those strands of hair and run them through your mouth 13 times each, Okay. Each at the um at the end of every strand that you've done thirteen times, you will say, "Do as I say, do as I do." You will then do that for all thirteen strands of hair and bind the hair with a little bit of honey and tobacco. Once you do this, you can do this uh, two different ways. Take this bundle and you can drop it in a fresh pot of sweet tea and serve it to people or the person you want to control, or you can put it in their coffee, okay? But a way that you can get it to where they are actually fixing themselves and crossing themselves up is you take this bundle and you put it in the bottom of a sugar jar or a syrup jar or a coffee can. So when they make that the coffee, or they're making the sweet tea, or they're pouring the syrup on their um, pancakes or whatever the situation may be, they're actually agreeing for you to have control over them. And this will work as long as until the substance runs out. And that's um, a very, very beautiful um, way of doing contact magic uh, and controlling someone and and them agreeing to it without them knowing they're agreeing to it. That's a that's a wonderful. That is fantastic. Now I'm going to give you a question because I know people are just going to ask this right away, but I think I have an answer too. So if you do this, you've got these hairs in the bottom of the coffee can. What happens when they get to the bottom of the coffee can and they find all those hairs down there? Aren't they going to freak out on you? No, ma'am, because we continue to fill that coffee can up. Ah, okay. All right. Now, I had a different idea. I had an idea here. You know, sometimes when you buy things, they come with those little dehydrator packets. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. 
I'd put that thing yeah. and maybe put it in a dehydrator packet, seal it back up, you know, glue it back up. They'll just go, oh, it's one of those little dehydrator things. And if they do see it, they'll never know what it is. That's just my idea. Absolutely. Okay. I'm a person who's done a hell of a lot of sneaky work, Co. I come up with about a million ways to do these things and hide the work. Uh, I will tell you another one that I know, and again, I was taught this a long time ago by a lady in Oakland, California, and I've told it on this radio show probably 15, 20 times. She had a sugar uh, bowl on the table, and um, she had her husband's hair and stuff in there underneath it to make him love her. But you could do this with this, what you got, too. And she had put that old adhesive bandage tape and taped it under, and it looked like the sugar bowl had, had a crack, and she just taped that little piece of adhesive tape. And everything was hidden oh, wow. under that adhesive tape. And it was just that old, you know, that old cloth adhesive tape. And uh, she said, look, she goes, no man ever lifts up a sugar bowl and looks underneath it anyway. But if he did, he'd just think, oh, the cup had a little, the bowl had a little crack on it, and I just taped it. <laughs> clever. <laughs> the mo- that's clever. The most, cl- the most common form of, of sugar working uh, from where I was from, Virginia, in the Virginian country, was you took a, the names of all your family members. Later on, when you were able to do photos, they did photos. Take the names of all your family members, wrap it, uh, wrap a vanilla, wrap it around vanilla bean, and place it at the bottom of a sugar bowl. Uh, and everyone mm-hmm. in the family would use that. They put it in their cereal, their cornflakes, they put it in their, their coffee, they put it in their tea, and you just keep that sugar full. And even if you got to the bottom, it just looked like a vanilla bean that you would, you know, wrap together. Like there was nothing particularly suspicious about it. So this is this is a, this is why I love this particular working go. It's such a great old school way of doing contact magic. Uh, really powerful, but you've added in these, the personal concerns, the hair. That's great. So I'm going to ask you, Co, another question, okay? Because yeah. you know what's going to happen. What about that client who says to you, "But Co, but Co, you know, <laughs> I shave my head." That client voice is my favorite thing. Well, if you shave your head, I don't know if you shave all places, but for example, if it's something sexual you want done. Use the hair from downstairs. You know what I'm saying? All right. You know, right. you can also use hair from your underarms as long as you're mm-hmm. putting your personal concern, your concerns in there and normally something from your head. So I honestly, to be completely honest, would just spit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's mm. the thing. I that that's the thing is this is about the will, and that's why it's yeah. the head. You see, and if yeah. it was the sex, you would use some of your pubic hairs. I get that. And I tell you, if it was to make someone um, come under your control and you had hairy tops of your feet like some men have, (laughs) I guess you could use the hairs from the top of your feet. I don't have any hairs there. But some of these spells are not right for everybody. That's what I always Mm -hmm. tell the clients. Well, lady, calm down. Can't help you. This one is is for people who have hairs on their head. That's how it is. But even if you shave your head, sooner or later the hair grows back. Before you shave it, get a little bit of that hair. Or as you shave your head, take the hair from the razor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to run it through your teeth there. You know, that's a little bit of little hair. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. No, this is this is one for people who have some hair. You know, that's all there is to it. Not, you know, this is the funny thing. Everybody wants everything to be available to them in all ways, at all times, immediately at their disposal, and that is just not always the case. I've had people where I say, get his foot track, and they go, 
well, we just live on cement. There's no foot track. And I'm like, oh, right, then don't do this stuff, you know, because I can't help you, you know. Or I could tell them, so sprinkle some dirt on the sidewalk and then scrape it up, you know. But it becomes, at some point, uh, the excuses sometimes become more trouble than the work because the work would have gone easy if you just did the work. Now, this one, by relating to the hair of the head, really does relate to command and will. And that's the other important thing, Nagashiba is just burning up the chat room. He's going, eyelashes, ear hairs, yes, dear, nostril hair. That's my husband for you. He's just out there with the nostril hair. <laughs> You're not trying to make them sneeze the way you sneeze. You're trying to make them think the way you think. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, he's, a, he's a laugh and a half sometimes. But what what really got me was this the the 16, 13 hairs rather and you do this 13 times each see that's the the value of repetition and intentionality that you're actually going to do this a certain way that's what brings a lot of your focus and your will into the work of the will is that right co that is completely correct yeah well i love the the things that you bring to this show want to have you on often and and ever again. So we'll see you when next time you come back, and um, and we'll have another wonderful go round with you. Now um, I believe I've got to leave a little time here for Papa Newt to give us our goodbyes. And Papa Newt is out there in in uh, Nebraska doing um, incredible work. We don't often give him a big build up. So right now I'm just going to say if you don't know Papa Newt, our announcer, you want to go to. Um, Papa Newt, and um, then we, oh, it says here, you do for Papa Newt, he flew home? What the hell? What you talking about? <laughs> I ain't doing anything for nice. Papa Newt. Sweetheart. We love somebody, All right, we well, love somebody else got to do for Papa Newt. All right. Yeah. All right, let home? me get this really? done. Yeah, okay. we'll talk later. All right. All thank right. you all. And thank you, Miss Kat, Tundra Ali, and thank you, Comedos of Comedos.com in Auburn, Alabama, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Miss Elvira of Elvira.com in Santa Rosa, California. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Kat via the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com and Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo. California. I'm your announcer, Papanuta, Papanuta.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubble Tower can be heard every week live on Block Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in the archive via LuckyMojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to join us once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jack Band playing the Jack Band Balls. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Uh, Papa you came you came back from the world of wherever you were. Yes. I'm sorry. I got, Shiva, don't post messages like that. You scare the hell out of me. It freaked me out completely. I thought he was like, he's gone. I mean, like, no. Whoa. <laughs> Moved. All right. All right. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed our show, rough and ragged though it might be. And um, I guess that's the end because we're just going to come back and say, Good night. Good night, all. Good night. Good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.